You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, hey, and welcome to a special Valentine's Day episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. This is usually Tiffany's take where I answer your money questions. So to get your question answered on the podcast, just go to www.moneytalkwitht.com forward slash X Tiffany. But since we're so close to Valentine's Day, I figured why not do a couples in money episode um, for all the couples and lovebirds out there. Um, I know that managing money in a relationship is hard. I've been through it before. And um, I just wanted to share just some tips and tricks and things of that nature when it comes to sharing money with your partner. Now, I say partner because it doesn't have to be a spouse. I know that there are couples out there that cohabitate, they live together, and they share money too. Um, and so this is for people that do share money with their partner. Um, this episode should help you out a little bit. So first and foremost, what are some reasons why couples may argue about money? So number one, and this is what I see most often in working with clients, is different spending habits. So one partner may be a saver while the other is a spender. Sometimes both are spenders, but what they spend on is two different things. Like, you know, they're like, well, why do you have to buy a car? Well, why do you have to buy clothes? You know, that type of thing. Um, So usually different spending habits is one of the main motivations motivators of why couples argue about money. And the thing is, nobody's right or wrong. And that is another thing that I see as well. You know, you may be thinking, well, since this is how you spend money, this is the right way to do it. And the other person's wrong. Well, really what it is, is we all grow up differently. And so we all have different things that influence us. We had different upbringings, so on and so forth. And so I urge you to take the approach of not saying, well, your way is the wrong way and my way is the right way. Have some compassion when you are talking to your significant other, partner, spouse, whoever, and understand that their lens may be different than theirs and then approach the conversation in that way. I can tell you that that definitely helps the conversation flow a little smoothly, a little more smoothly. Uh, So Try to see things from their point of view. Um, And if you don't know how your partner grew up, ask them, you know, I always tell people it's great to get to know who you're with on that level. Like what were their parents like growing up? How did their parents interact with money? What did they see? What, you know, all of these questions are great to dive a little deeper into their thought process. And you can probably Google, you know, some questions you should ask your partner when it comes to their money or what have you. Um, Just make sure that when you do it, you do it from a place of love, caring, and truly wanting to understand, not as a method to attack. Okay. All right. So number two, financial infidelity. So this is like concealing large purchases, debts, or accounts from one another. And the social media post was saying, should I tell my fiance, because she just got proposed to, that I have six figures in student loan debt? And in the comments, you know, the the answers really varied. Um, One person I remember, though, they were like, no, secure the ring first. And I'm like, woo, red flag. (laughs) You should absolutely have these open conversations with whoever you are looking to marry um, because it could help or hurt 
one or both of you, honestly. And so sometimes you'll realize that having these conversations and understanding what each other's goals are, you make him work together. Like what if in that situation, she told him that she has six figures of student loans, maybe he already paid off his and he's like, you know what? I can help you get these paid off. You know, you don't know unless you have those conversations, right? So please, I urge you, going back to the first point, have these conversations openly. And honestly, if someone's willing to judge you about your financial situation and then therefore not get married or not be in a relationship anymore, maybe that's what needs to happen, honestly. You know, you need to be with someone that can understand and fully support you in whatever way you're coming to the relationship. So, um, and and then with the couples that are already together, um, you shouldn't have to hide purchases. If you do, you should really evaluate what is going on here. Because usually, financial infidelity stems from something else. And so kind of dig a little bit and see why do I feel the need to hide these purchases or why do they feel a need to hide these purchases? Is it because I'm judgmental or is it because I feel guilty? Like what is the feeling behind that? Um, And then that'll help you kind of dig into that. Okay. The next one, income inequality. So disagreements can arise when one partner earns significantly more than the other. I have seen this at play a few times um, where one person feels like they should be making more than the other person, but that's just not how things play out. And so they're like, okay, well, you still need to come up with half of everything, which is fine if that's what you all agree upon. But do understand if there's income inequality, then how do we make this where one person's not struggling and the other person is living, you know, their best life? So really think about how can we make this an equitable situation if there's some income inequality there? All right. So according to a survey by SunTrust Bank, 35% of respondents name money as the primary cause of friction in their relationship. Financial disagreements increase the likelihood of divorce and can lead to trust issues. I mean, imagine if you are dealing with financial infidelity or you are the one that is financially hiding things, then how is the other person supposed to trust you or how are you supposed to trust the other person? So that's why money is usually one of the main causes of divorce or issues in a relationship. So now that we've talked about money talk in a relationship. Let's talk about money management in relationships. So I get this question quite often, how should we manage our money as a couple? And I always say it depends, okay? (laughs) Because really it depends on your relationship dynamic. It depends on what will make you all feel more cohesive as a couple. Sometimes merging finances, so that is when you have one bank account, you are both working from the same bank account, sometimes that can go well. But in other situations, it can go really bad. So you have to look at both positions. It could foster unity and transparency. You can't hide anything. Um, You are both working together from the same pot of money. 
usually towards the same goals, but it can also lead to disagreements over your individual spending. So for instance, if you like to order Uber Eats or DoorDash and the other partner doesn't agree with that. Well, if you merge your finances, then they're going to see every time that you spend on DoorDash. And if it starts inching into the goals that you all set, it's going to be a problem. And so merging finances, merging accounts and having one account does have its pros and cons. Now let's talk about separate, right? Because you can have you each can have your own separate account and then work from that and then make sure that you just have your portion of the bills or however you all want to do it. Now that allows for financial independence. So you don't have to answer to anybody about how you're spending any of the money, but it also could potentially create communication gaps because you don't really have to talk about it. All you have to do is make sure you have your half and that's it. (laughs) Okay. So really think about Will merging our finances work or will maintaining separate accounts work for us? And it, like I said, it just depends on the couple. So there's no one size fit all. All that social media talk you see, oh, if you're married, you should definitely have a joint account. Eh, Not necessarily. You know, it doesn't work for everybody. I've seen couples that don't have joint accounts that are super happy in their relationship and never have money issues because they realize that separate accounts actually just works better for them. It's okay. Now you could also do a combination of the two where you have one joint bill account where all the bill money and everything goes. And then you have your separate accounts for separate spending for all the things that you want to do. Now I've seen this work for couples as well. We have the transparency aspect where we're merging for the bills and all our joint financial plans, which I'll talk about later. But then we also have a separate account where if I decide that I want to eat DoorDash or Uber Eats, it's fine. I can do that as long as I have money in this account. So that's a way where you can do a combination of both. um, And I've seen that work as well. So another thing that you should absolutely talk about in your relationship is expense splitting. So discuss who should pay what ahead of time. So have a mutual agreement. That way you avoid misunderstandings. And this is perfect for the money dates that I tell my couples to have. And even if you're single, have a money date with yourself, but that's for another episode. But the money dates you all should have where you're sitting down and you're talking about, okay, What do we want to spend our money on this month? How did we spend our money last month? Are we still on track for our goals? So on and so forth. So during your money date, make sure that you agree on who is paying for what, what you're spending on. And that way throughout the month, you're not having all of these little bitty fights that usually blow up into big ones. Um, when you already know ahead of time what's going on. So highly recommend that you have those conversations. And then also just regularly review your expenses, set financial boundaries, and always, always, always discuss your financial goals, okay? So now let's talk about creating a joint financial plan. So the importance of this is it creates a sense of partnership and can help avoid financial arguments, which we just talked about. It also allows for transparency about income, debts, and financial goals, and it's crucial to successful financial planning. So even if you all decide on separate accounts, you should still have these conversations because it's important to know what's going on, 
how you all are operating. Is there anything you all can help each other with? Um, and so on and so forth. Like if you're a spender and your partners are saver, maybe they can help you spend less. Maybe you can help them spend more, you know, but you don't know unless you have these conversations. Also set some common financial goals, decide on savings and spending limits and regularly review and adjust this plan as necessary. So make sure that you all are creating a joint plan, even if things are separate, um, because it does help you both get further faster. So since this is a Valentine's Day special, let's talk about some romantic financial planning. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So maybe one thing that you can do, maybe you can jumpstart it on Valentine's Day is a joint savings challenge for a future date or a holiday or a vacation. And with that, you're like, okay, let's save X amount of money. Let's have it by this amount of time. And let's see if we can do it and kind of just challenge each other to save for that thing. Now, once you save for it, it's something that will contribute to your relationship. So if it's a future date or if it's a holiday or if it's a vacation, it's going to allow you all to spend more time together. And so that is your reward, right? (laughs) So to help you out with this challenge, I will link to a savings challenge that I have put on in the past um, that can help you out. So you can either save $1,225 or $5,050. And even if you're single and listening, definitely go check that out because it does work and it's really easy to follow. I will make sure that I put that link in the show notes. Now, another thing that you can do is just think about some budget-friendly date ideas. So maybe have a home-cooked meal, just the two of you, do some DIY gifts. I'll be honest with you, my the DIY gifts that I get like from my kids and, you know, my other people in my life, they are way more meaningful than all this extra stuff that I have sitting around the house. So think about something that your partner loves, enjoys, and see if you can DIY. Um, I think just the thought that would go into that would really be touching. And then maybe you can do some outdoor activities like hiking together or just going out for a walk in the park. There are so many different things that you can do for free or low cost um, for your date night. So definitely think about that. So that wraps up our special Valentine's Day edition of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. So just to reiterate, Make sure you have open communication, mutual agreement on expenses, joint financial planning, all for a harmonious relationship. So that way you don't end up in a situation where money makes you break up. Um, Now, I invite you to share your experiences and tips on money management in relationships I would love to hear from you. You can do so at www.moneytalkwithtea.com forward slash X Tiffany. Also, you can send in questions for or topics for future episodes. I'd love to hear from you. What is on your mind when it comes to money, business or career? And I will absolutely make a podcast episode for it. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe. And I'll see you next week. Next Tuesday, I plan on going 
over 32 ways to make progress in your life. So that one's going to be a little lengthy, but I promise it will be good because I'm going to give you some tips and tricks um, that I use on a regular basis. So definitely check that episode out next Tuesday. And then also check out the interview on Thursday. Every Thursday, I do an interview episode where I interview someone else. So that way you can hear about their money story. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.